Hello. <sighs> the last time that I came and I spoke on here, <clears throat> I believe the title was called How to Get Your Ex Back. <clears throat> or not to get your ex back. Child, I don't know. I'm not in that frame of mind no more. So I, I just, there's no point in of me even um, trying to figure out what the title was. But I was just sitting here um, thinking and I thought, you know, I feel like I, always, I have a need to um, debrief when I'm not doing so well. But I don't think that's fair. I, I just don't think it's fair in general that with art, it's like we only use art to heal when we're feeling um, maybe something more on the negative side of the spectrum of emotions. But then when we're feeling positive, like you never hear that art or people think that art is really corny or it's for a certain demographic. And I almost think that this world has um, or society, not the world, the world is independent of society. But I think that this society has definitely um, perpetuated the idea of it's only proper to express grievances. Um, it's only pro- not as only proper. That's the wrong terminology. What can I think? People usually only say and do certain things when they find a need to because they're in distress. And I don't want to perpetuate that um, mind frame, like or that, that that thought process of like, I'm only going to do creative things. I'm only going to write. I'm only going to think about music. I'm only going to think about doing um, visual art when um, I'm sad or I'm going through something that is very turbulent in my life at the time. And so because of that, I decided to come back on here because right now my life is amazing. And I think that people should be as equally interested in the come up as they are um, the come down. And I don't know, I just been I I wouldn't say doing soul searching, but maybe I should say just doing soul searching because that's what came natural to me before I stopped myself. I just been doing a lot of soul searching um, because of that said incident from the first audio and you know i think i want to also talk about or this is going to be just like a really conversational because i I realized when it comes to speaking and i'm just expressing myself i'm just expressing myself um i'm not meant to be perfect but i realized in talking to my friends about um the situation and just my um emotional uh nature and the way that i can hold people in my heart i found that once again, society perpetuates this this um, stigma of if you're thinking of someone or you're thinking of a situation that has passed you by, you probably shouldn't. Or um, it's not proper to continue to think about someone or something that is no longer in your life. And, you know... Because I've been thinking about I've been thinking about Taoism and Stoicism, and in theory, I think those things are really good, and I think there are practices that we all could benefit from, or me specifically can benefit from. A stance of non-judgment, a stance of detachment, but I do not think non-judgment and detachment means to non to to completely detach from being a human. And I almost feel like this is this is maybe human nature. Human's nature is to find a way to escape all pains. And I think that's why I can kind of get with Buddhism. But then Buddhism becomes very masochistic in the sense that like life is all about torture. Life is all about pain. And I I just don't feel like there's any balance in, in general when it comes to philosophy and religion and ways of life and ways of thinking. I think they go from the extreme of always think, um, always philosophize, always um attach yourself to something to the complete opposite of don't attach yourself to anything don't think about anything too long um don't overthink like let nature just completely like drive you and you know be one with the flow and it's none of this shit is realistic (laughs) 
none of it is realistic because if you if you talk about the practice of Taoism, it's I mean, if you think about the philosophy of Taoism, it is literally the same nuances, contradictions and not hypocritical, but contradictory views that are almost hypocritical as Christianity and um, Islam and, you know, Hindu. I mean, all of it. And I think that is because human beings are that way. And there's no way to escape that. And when you try to escape that by writing out some doctrine, you fucking sound crazy to, I feel like, the mind of someone who's elevated to understand that there is so many nuances in life that none of it can be explained. And there's no way, and, I, and that's where I say, again, I agree with Buddhism, there's no way to escape pain of being a human. So, like, on, and on that level, I agree with Buddhists, where it's just like, why, why continue, why do your... Why make your life harder by fighting the fight of wanting to be <laughs> in a pleasurable state? And that's not to say, like, rip and run. That's not to say, um, take those things to your advantage. But then on the other end, that's what human beings do, too. And so I almost think of it as, like, why do we continue to trust humans writing, telling other humans what they should do when they have the same issues as you? They have just found the healthy way to cope with it themselves. And I think and I think that's why I feel like I mean, I hope that we move into a world. It won't be while I'm alive. I know that um, just based on the trajectory of the human mind since we've been on this planet. Most of us are not that bright. And that's no shade. No, you know, no pink lemonade. Um, but most of us are not that bright. Most of us are living in an animalistic mind because a lot of us are poor. And when you're poor, it's very hard to practice transcendence. Right. <clears throat> But I think that it's very odd how um, how we, I think it's very odd as for how how we allow how we've kind of allowed philosophy and psychology and um, unorganized religions um, more on the more on the uh, I would say metaphysical, but just more on the lack side. We've allowed we've allowed them to indoctrinate us too, and it's almost like the indoctrination process has to stop. It's like the process of trying to model your life after a doctor and it's not going to ever fare out well because these people do not understand the wider range of the human existence and nothing is objective. Nothing is objective, especially nothing coming from a human being with its own brain, its own experiences, its own life, its own motives. Buddha had a motive. His motive was to spread what he wanted to the people. That's a motive. So, so are we saying that these deities and these prophets are um, void of motives or devoid of motives? Yeah, they're void of motives. No, they're not. And they're not void of experiences. And I think we can learn from their experiences, but to model our whole lives off of the experiences and the ideals of someone that we have never seen. But then on the flip side in your life, when someone who knows and truly loves you, gives you information, you rather, you, you rather go to the person that doesn't because you think it's objective. Or you think it's subjective? Or yeah, you think it's objective? Nothing is objective. Nothing ever will be objective. So trying to find this all-knowing objective source, it to me is just very odd, and I find myself doing that because once again, that's human nature. But I don't beat myself up about it, you know. And that's something that you can take from Taoism to just kind of go with the flow. And I think there are ways that you can remodel things to fit you. Like there are ways that I can look at Taoism very esoterically, very higher mindy, and be like, you know what? I know they're not being literal, but does the average person know that? Absolutely not. You know how many spiritual, quote unquote, people I know who are just caught in the spiritual paradigm? To me, that's not being spiritual. You've you've made a you somehow made spirituality heady. 
you've added logic you're trying to legitimize spirituality in your mind and i i found myself doing that and it almost drove me fucking nuts trying to legitimize anything any ideology in your mind will drive you crazy and that's why i'm like that's we listen to philosophers these crazy ass niggas i'm crazy too i got a whole bunch of theories but do i feel comfortable exposing the world to them absolutely not no I, I, you know, and I, I like stoicism, but once again, a lot of people who practice these things are on the extreme spectrums because that is human nature. I think what we should be practicing people is to not be extreme and then we can go on to giving them religions and shit. But giving people who are naturally duplicit different extremes or these ideologies and not expecting them to go to extremes where it's just equally as painful before they had them it's fucking stupid it's stupid and i i also you know don't well Taoism does say this and this gets lost too but that's because everything is subjective when people when people do their research the research is subjective as well one thing Taoism says is like to not fight your, to not fight nature. And I am nature. You are nature. We are nature. So I'm not going to fight myself. But it also says to, um, dang, while I was talking, shit and rub my eye, completely blanked on what I was going to say. But anyways, um, I just think everything is a bunch of bullshit. I, I, I think as I'm getting older at my grown old age of my, my grown ass age of 24, I realize everyone is full of shit. Me included. And there there is just there is not one person on this planet who's not full of shit and there is no virtue that other people hold that you don't have or vice versa or, or maybe none of us have virtue I, i'd be more comfortable saying that <clears throat> so it's just like I, I just like the virtue signaling the virtue signaling that um spiritual people do i don't like it and you know even when i read certain things and, and just very judgy it's just all judgy eastern eastern philosophy is um they try to teach you not to judge um the law of detachment but it's like i and i understand because judgment does create anxiety and i realized that laying here and this is almost what prompted it's almost how i got here to, to this podcast <clears throat> so judgment does definitely um breed anxiety but at the same time, it's like, it's, but it's like we already live in a world where it's just like, no, I don't judge them. And you see the world we live in, right? So it's just like, is because the world is devoid of judgment? Is that why the world is the way it is? Every time someone tries to make a judgment, we stop them, you know? And most of us don't truly believe in God and have a relationship with God. So who, so who, do, I mean, is earth like a fucking, uh, okay, corral? Is it like no man's land? Is it no country for old, for black women? <laughs> I was about to say old men, but really no country for black women. Like, so, you know, I just, I just don't understand. I don't understand how philosophy has helped human nature. I think it's something to keep people's mind busy and to keep people's mind off of what the reality of the situation is. I've never understood theorizing anything, even though I am so good at theoretics. Like, I am one of those people that is like, and um, amazing at theoretics and people never understood why i was in why i didn't go to law school i don't think people don't understand why i'm not some type of <clears throat> engineer things like that i don't think people understand why my mind that because i have i feel like i have a very even though i'm very emotional and very sensitive i have that propensity to make everything logical before i before like when i get emotions i will i will think myself out of them bitches and by the time it's time for me and someone to have a conversation or by the time it's time for me to make a decision based on how i feel i cannot any longer because that's just how my brain works and i'm not gonna fight that for buddhism 
And if that brings me pain, then a part of Buddhism is you're supposed to go with it. So which one is it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you damned if you do, you damned if you don't, if you listen to all of them. Because I've, I've done like the little I Ching readings online. That's some of the most doomy, gloomy shit I've ever read in my life. It'll make you want to fucking die. And you have to also remember that a lot of these other countries that we think are so Eastern, they have not only been settled, colonized more than um, way more and way longer than niggas been running around with Christianity. Because you got to understand the Tao was written five, I think it was five thousand um, or yeah, five hundred B.C. or some crazy shit. Like, so that was before Christianity. So that was imperialism. That was colonialism before Christianity. Right. And I don't know when the um, I don't know when the the life and journey of Buddha, whatever their Bible is called or doctrine is called. I don't know when that was written. I think that was written right after Christ or happened right at the same time, like literally in the same year or something like that. And I, please fact check me like I, I'm not trying to be right. I'm just trying to express myself. So if, if I'm wrong, then, you know, practice some Tao and shut the fuck up <laughs> and let the water, you know, let the water bring you down. Um, But yeah, so. It's like, what makes us think that because Eastern culture is where all the poor black, where all the poor black and brown people are, you know what I'm saying? And they live on a farm and eat fish that they, they're so much more at peace than us. And they're so much more better at teaching us anything. If that was the case, we wouldn't have to always be going over there to fight the power for them. It's almost as if Western civil, Eastern civilization told their people it's the, the path of least resistance is the easier because they didn't, they wanted to preserve themselves. After watching probably countries like Africa get split up into billions of pieces by all the different European countries. After watching um, the Middle East happen to them in slavery. After watching South America. I can only imagine the fear that Asians and, um, you know, that Asians and people, uh, Southeastern Asians felt. I can't imagine the fear that Japanese people felt. And then that wasn't going to keep Japanese people from getting colonialized. If anything, it probably made it way easier. Taoism is probably what got rid of all the samurais. And so I find this trend of, indo- of, in- of any type of religious or philosophical doctrine making it easier for white supremacy to uh, plummet us all. <clears throat> and, I, and I find it common. And I used to be in that paradigm, that extreme paradigm of Eastern civilization is good and Western civilization is bad. Or the spirituality in Eastern civilization is so much more pure. No, the fuck it ain't. The same way that they're selling us Buddha heads, which is fucking... It's like, uh, what is it? What's that called? A carnal sin in, in, in Buddhism is to have the head of a Buddha. Do we have the head of Jesus sitting around? The same way that Buddha was fucking his, his skin was supposed to be very black and he had coarse hair and they got they put fucking peas on his head and gave him a white nose. That is imperialism and in colonialism and Southeastern Asians let that shit happen, period. So you can't, I'm not hearing that. And I wouldn't be surprised if, and it's always an unknown author. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a white man with glasses in Europe. Because out of all them people, you mean to tell me that five, 500 BC, everybody could read. But now in those same countries, people can't even afford, people, people are not going to, you know, elementary school. No, 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 no. This was, these were the same countries that were building some of the biggest palaces and in, in, on the planet they had slavery they they had poverty they had all the same shit they got going over there now time is a time is a perception of the fucking mind and if you and if you honestly think that that they were better off that africa was better off that all these ancient civilizations were better off be, before 
before um, Europe settled them. No, Europe saw weakness in their armor. Period. And black and brown people don't like hearing that because we don't like hearing that we were mistreating our own. But yes, there was a Genghis Kong. And guess what? He conquered his own people first. He raped and pillaged his own people first. Joseph Stalin, he took Italy first. You got to you got to you got to take up you got to take advantage of your own people first before you can extort other people. So, I'm I just any type of doctrine and then there like, there's always good for you can take some stuff but you got to you got to take what you can take and then lead the rest. You feel me? And I'm just tired of this duplicit way of thinking. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this this these extreme ways of thought like why can't we just focus on what's facts why can't we just focus on what with the life experience that we have and I, I had a thought when I was laying down I was just like because you know what was is it Buddhism or it's one of the isms um where you know they say that practice no attachment but the human body is built on attachment. So it's like, it's almost as if these people want us to have this this constant fight with not trying to be human. And I think that's where a lot of our fault, I think that's where a lot of our, a lot of all the things that happen in humanity lies, that we're, we're just trying so hard not to just be human. Just be you, bro. And I do agree that you got, I, I do believe to just allow life to take me and to only control the things that are in my control, I do think that can bring relief. But I think that that requires a lot of thinking. And I do not know that it over. I don't. I don't think overthinking is a replacement for attachment. Because really, all it's saying is, I want you to think your way out of loving something. I want you to think your way out of feeling this instead of just going with it. Because it's like, think your way out of thinking. So you're telling me to practice non-attachment. So practicing non-attachment would be not attaching to that thought, not judging that thought, right? Instead of judging it and saying, I shouldn't attach to this. So which one is it? And only people like me are smart enough to see, to see through that bullshit. The same way when I was in church, you know, at five years old, like this is garbage. None of this, that doesn't make sense. You're telling me in one, in one verse, honor thy, honor thy neighbor, but in the next verse, if the, your neighbor don't worship God, kill him. So which one is it? And why is it that Eastern cultures get to be, or Eastern religions and um, theoretics get to be hyper or hypocritical and contradictory, but Christianity can't be, or Christianity can't be contradictory. They're all contradictory. Every one of those places has slaves. Some of those places still have slaves, child sex trafficking, or when there's still sex trafficking everywhere, but the, 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 the Buddha didn't help uh, Southeast Asia do nothing. Just like Taoism is not preventing them Japanese men from raping little girls on trains. You know what it does teach those Japanese girls? To go with the fucking flow. To practice non-detachment. Which is really disassociation. Going with the flow. Being submissive. You see how all these theories always benefit masculine energy. It always benefits patriarchy. It always benefits the... The greater system at work and it leaves people who are, are who are always disadvantaged disadvantaged y'all niggas can't do that shit to me no more i believe in a higher mind and that higher mind is within my fucking self only zara knows what's best for zara zara is open to constructive criticism sometimes and sometimes i'm fucking not sometimes just shut the fuck up 
And if we practice in non-attachment, I'm not going to attach to the fact that people are not going to like me. One thing I do, you know, out of all of them, I would say stoicism is the most realistic. Stoicism is the most realistic out of all those theoretical mind, the DBT type um, religions and practices. Stoicism is the more, I feel like stoicism is something that people can get. But once again, I've been so turned off by people who I know are, who are stoics. Some of them can be so nasty because they're, because they're not allowing them. Because what I find is a lot of stoics don't allow themselves to enjoy anything because they're scared it's going to get taken away from them. And that's why they became stoicists. If you follow, if you follow me, like something crazy happened where there's something got snatched from them that they thought was going to be in their life forever. And then they were like, you know what? Everything is transient. Nothing is permanent. And it's like, okay, what's wrong with someone thinking it's permanent? And then they get their heart broken. Are we never going to bounce back from humanity? Like, are we never going to bounce back from feelings? Are we never going to bounce back from depression? Is everything some type of terminal disease? Like, is he our emotions like it's like a, there's like an attack on emotions there is a there's a war on emotions there's a war on really is a war on femininity let's talk about it because we associate emotion we associate being emotional with being feminine let's talk about that and we associate being logical with being masculine that's why being logical quote unquote is always better let's talk about that shit too but there's a war on and, and this is bringing me all back around to perfect instance of this war on emotions so i'm hanging out with my best friend or whatever and not to say she she definitely was not there was no war on me but it, I could her thinking is in alignment with the patriarchal system that we live in and not of her own doing that's all of us and I have to catch myself I have to check myself often when I'm being patriarchal and sometimes I don't check myself because it feels good you know it feels good to be nasty sometimes and back it up with logic and and, and back it up with the views of the wider society knowing that it's not right let's talk about it but I was telling her about you know homeboy that I loved and will always love and I'm not in contact with um with despite our complicated complicated and complex whatever our complicated complex history um I'm able to unconditionally love people for who they are that is a gift from a higher power that a lot of people do not have and I'm forever grateful for it because it 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 lessens the load it less I don't feel shame when I love someone who I feel like maybe has done me wrong or maybe the things don't go the way they would. So I don't feel shame for doing loving them because I realize that that's just a part of my human condition is loving people despite of their flaws. Um, but I was telling, she was like, there is no relationship or there, uh, there was um, never. I don't understand why you're still thinking about him. I don't understand why this. I don't understand why that. And I'm just like, so basically you're telling me you don't understand why I have emotions. Basically, you're telling me you don't understand how I can be in love with somebody and not speaking, not speaking to them. Because I was confused. I'm, in my mind, I'm just thinking, so what is what about what I'm saying is not understandable? Why do I have to be all up in somebody 3D space to love them? Like what? In, in that way, some of y'all niggas do need to read. Some of y'all niggas need to read the Bible, actually, because the Bible teaches you about that. It ain't no Taoism. They don't believe these people. And that's another thing. We have to realize immigrant culture is very different. And trying to model American brain after immigrant after immigrant um, dialect and immigrant doctrine, is, I think, is very dangerous. Because you're going to be living in a society that's predominantly operating in a different paradigm than you are. And that's why my ass plans on moving overseas. Because I do operate in a more um, foreign immigrant or, you know, foreign nationalist paradigm. Just because I, in my formative year, I, I spent my formative years in Japan. Um... But so I just don't I don't get that. I, I don't understand why I ha- why I have to be attached to someone to love them. 
I think that's I think that's where the disconnect is at. I don't understand why I have to be attached to someone's hip. I don't understand why I have to be in someone's company all the time in order to love them. That that's never made sense to me. And I think to other people, it doesn't make sense to them that someone isn't in my space and they're able to occupy my heart. And I'm just like, do y'all? I, I, but then I realized y'all are used to dealing with narcissists. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are used to being friends with and interacting with sociopathic, pe- like sociopathic people. And I'm not a sociopath. And I think that's what like flips people is they're like, why? Like he not out of sight, out of mind? Absolutely the fuck not. Is my mom going to be out of sight and out of mind? Nobody in my life can be out of sight and out of my mind. I don't throw people away like that. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't, I'm not going to throw you away as a person because we're not going to be together. I'm not going to throw the thought, I'm not going to throw my positive thoughts I have about you away because we're not going to be together. Sometimes I decide to, sometimes because I'm like, I don't want to be distracted by that. I don't want to be distracted by the thought of that person right now. And that's my, that's my prerogative because this is my brain. But then there are other times, you know, I was like, I, you know, I want to imagine I'm living in a, I'm, you know, living in a glass house, two dogs or some shit with this nigga or niggas or whoever's in my past, a friend. Like, I want to imagine I'm going to a party party with my friend. What's wrong with that? Especially what's wrong with it if I, if I'm, I know that it's, it's possible that I might never see them again. What's wrong? I don't I, like I truly don't get what's wrong with loving, <laughs> loving people or loving things that are no longer in your life. And I think that's why we have this disregard, 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 something news coming out, disregard, not understanding that you all a lot of people are allowing technology and a lot of, a lot of people are allowing access to platforms, power and privilege to j- to really jade them from a true human experience. And then on top of that, you're going to go seek out. Very, you're going to go seek out doctrines that are supposed to be, I use that word very loosely and in italics, that are supposed to be um, about the love of being a human and nothing more, of having no control, of letting nature be the God. So how can you let nature be the God if you're not going to allow your natural inclination to love and think about people who you know who are no longer in your life? Because for me, a perfect example, this is why stoicism is probably at the top of the list. And it's probably at the top of the list, too, because I am at the end of the day, I am American. And it's very I can't wrap my mind. I'm not I don't live in poverty. I don't live in a war torn country there. The reason why they wrote the, you know, the Buddhist Bible and, the, you know, the Taoism book or tablets or whatever is because these were countries that were constantly being conquered. They were constantly being at war. They were constantly had, you know, clans running them in Japan and in China. So they needed that type of mentality. They needed to develop that type of mentality because they, their, their surroundings are different. I don't need to de- develop that type of mentality in the Western civilization because that's going to make me a sitting duck. Because once again, I'm a, I'm a realist. <laughs> Above all else, I'm a realist. And so that, I'm, that's probably the real reason why stoicism is at the top of my list of relatability and uh, applicability. But they say, you know, treat the people and the things in your life like a transient hotel room. And that I can understand because there are some hotel rooms that are that I'm going to take pictures of them. I'm going to treasure them. When I want to feel good, I'm going to go back and look at them so I can think about that experience. But I also have to know that, that was a point in time. But also hotel rooms, guess what you can do? You can recheck into them bitches. So, like, nothing is permanent. The only thing that's permanent on this planet, what they say is death. But, it, I mean, that's subjective, too. 
that's subjective. Remember, I don't I don't use the word objective. Objective is not in my mind because it's not real. It's some it's it's one of those things that the brain made up to make it feel like it was in control or someone else would not be in control rather. And so my thing is just like, no, I'm not uh, the same way that it's not permanent that they that they stay is the same way it's not permanent that they leave. And a lot of y'all bitches, uh, bitches and niggas be looking real crazy when some when when some crazy ass nigga or woman come back into your life and because you thought that it was permanent they was gonna be gone or because you thought the shit you did in the past was permanent you looking fucking crazy not prepared knowing things are not knowing things are not, knowing that things are not permanent is the way, easiest way to become prepared and that's one thing i've learned in this life and i've learned that shit within the last year quickly you can't you not you never prepare thinking that you always gonna have the spot that you got you're never going to be prepared because you're, you're not humble. Nothing about you is screaming humility. Now, on that same end, I don't believe that I don't believe that uh, ideology to be completely 100 percent true for me, because also stoics to say that you are only in control of things that you can control. I can control me being homeless. <laughs> I can control me having food and shelter and clothing. So it's really a detachment from things that you can't control with your other people. You're not supposed to detach from the shit you can control. And that's what a lot of Americans do when they become Buddhists. It's that they, 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 they let themselves go. They grow out their beards. They grow out their hair. Like, have you ever known when somebody's, like, on their spiritual thing, they just kind of let themselves go? I was, I was one of those people. And I thought it was just me. But I realized, no, because we, I have to understand that the American mind, specific, especially the American mind and you, the Western mind, is very much so leaning linear towards black and white thinking. And so and we've and we've been fed a visual of what spiritual people look like. Like we've been fed a visual of virtue signaling. And virtue and a lot of times and people who have virtue look a certain way. And so I think that and that's the that's the the big gap in the the idea in the in the that's the basically the cognitive dissonance. It's like since I can't control people, I can't control myself because I am people. So how does any of this shit make sense in the end? Like, you can, one plus one equals five in the end. And, and the, I, the human brain understands that. And it's so weird how our brain will act out and tell us certain things because it can't tell us. It can't tell us. Like, our subconscious will let us know, like, yo, you're not being a real human right now. Like, you're trying to be an android. It's okay to want to control people, but it's also better to know that and, and to be conscientious of that and catch yourself when you're doing it or, or catch yourself while you're doing it and pull back. But to completely be devoid of control of others means that, or to, 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 to think that you're not trying to control others, you're just telling your brain, I don't have any control over myself. Because to a certain extent, everybody's going to be trying to control everybody. Like, let's keep it a buck. I'm so tired of this pie-in-the-sky-ass thinking that that is very provocative. And I feel like it sucks in very um, impressionable people or very or people who are always searching for some type of spirituality like myself. Or I was, because I'm not like that no more. Shit is the way it is. And there is another stoic, there's another stoic way of thinking, um, basically like believing in fate. And I definitely believe in fate. And that's what keeps my anxiety down. So, you know, Stoicism, three points on the board. And Taoism got two. Buddhism, mm, like maybe a point five. I 
I feel like you can apply all these things at one time, but who wants to fucking do that? Who wants to do all this fucking thinking all the time? Most of Americans or most of human beings on this planet, we got to go to work, think, got to go to school, think, got to come home, you know, think about cooking, think about doing homework, think about showering, think about washing. I don't want to do thinking about my thinking. Because I thought this was a human spiritual experience. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me this is a spiritual experience, but then you're telling me to be in my mind all the time. Which one is it? Because you want me to be nice and an overthinker. There's no such thing. So you got to pick one. And and that and that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of motherfuckers, especially spiritual people. People who don't like making up their mind, rather. Or people don't like thinking for themselves. When you tell them they got to make a decision, they look and they act like you've committed this fucking cardinal sin once again. And they want to stab a stag a stay when a stab a stake through your heart like you're a vampire. I'm no longer gonna be ashamed because one thing that stoicism for the four. I can't care about what people think about me because they are not permanent in my life. The only thing that's permanent in my life is me. So if I think it's okay, then guess what? And that can be applied across the board when it comes to good, quote unquote, and evil, quote unquote. A criminal, a criminal, criminals understand this, right? And that, I think that's why criminals usually live in a life of abundance. The higher level ones. We're not talking about petty thieves. Because they don't give a fuck. They don't care. And, and, and people who are, are working on the right side of history or the right, you know, right side of, um, you know, I'm going to stop saying, you know, right. I believe there's a right and wrong. I do. And I'm not, I'm not going to act like I don't. I, I, can't, I can't live like that. I believe there's a right and a wrong. But I think it's for me to decide what's right and wrong for me. I can't decide what's right and wrong for everybody else. That's on their own agenda. But I can have an opinion about it and I can judge them. Because the only thing that's going to give me anxiety from judging people is me judging myself for judging, my, for judging other people. It's human. When I do stuff, I know people are judging me. I can feel it because I pick up on body language. Do you think I give a fuck? No, I keep going. That's on you. When I judge people, that's on me. That's not on the person doing whatever the fuck they want to do. I got to reckon with that. And oftentimes I don't reckon with it because I can do whatever the fuck I want too. If everybody looked at each other and said, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And then your neighbor looked back at you and said, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And then, you look back, then they look back at somebody, you can do it. Guess what? We will all be happy because then, then there will be no judgment. You see, how those two, you see how it cancels it out? And my thing is, if I can cancel out any theory in your book with my own theory, then I was a better theorist than the nigga who wrote the, the Tao. I'm going to just keep it about. That's where I'm at with it. Like, uh, I'm not going to keep worshiping these people and these doctrines that are not helpful. I'm sorry. And this is like a tangent. I didn't come on, I didn't come on here to talk about this, but I'm just, I'm being conversational one. And I just got done, like, um, watching a bunch of different videos on Taoism uh stoicism and buddhism and you know buddhism is not the rage no more like and now it's like stoicism is like becoming the rage um that i don't i don't think there's any i'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all i don't think there's gonna be there's not gonna be a, a Taoism wave in america as long as we got capitalism as long as we live in a society we live in as, as, as americans there's not gonna be any Taoism wave it's not gonna happen because we ha- there's we our minds cannot adjust to that type of thinking when we're working and living like slaves. Like our minds can't do that. And as you can see, even the Japanese people, they killing themselves. Like they doing all type of weird, crazy shit. They not following none of that shit. They not living with no attachment. When your child, when you making your child get straight A's and, and shipping them overseas to America when they don't want to come here, that's not living a life of no attachment. That's not letting the water take you. So, like, give me a break. Suck my fucking dick. Like, I, I, I'm not feeling... I, I, 
And I'm not feeling Americans trying not to be American so hard. Because even though I do identify more with foreigners and I identify more with, with um, foreign lands, it's still at the same time, it, what's the shame in just being who you are? What's the shame in just doing you? Especially if you're not causing harm to yourself or nobody else. That's the only thing I'm worried about at this point. As long as I'm not fighting you and you're not fighting me, as long as I'm not killing you, you're not killing me, I don't have no other, I don't have any other obligations to you. I really don't. I don't have no obligation to keep my mouth shut. I don't have no obligation not to think about what I want. I don't have no obligation to no fucking body. None. Only obligation I have is the self. Because I, like I like control. And so if the only person I can control is myself, <laughs> all my attention goes inward. And that's the problem with these philosophies when you teach them to Americans. That's why I don't adopt any of them because I go on this opposite end of extreme where you become a narcissist. When you become a stoicist, you um you almost inevitably have to, or when you become an extreme stoicist, or uh, yeah, or extreme stoic. I don't know why I'm saying stoicist. Apologies, apologies, apologies. An extreme stoic, you almost ha- inevitably are going to be very are going to be very either you know low to medium on the narcissistic scale. You got to be because what you're saying is. I cannot control anything, and the only thing I can control is myself. And mind you, the people who are coming to you have control issues. What fucking sense do that make? What sense does it make to tell? Why would you tell? <laughs> That's like telling a sex addict. The only, the only person that you can the only person you can manipulate into having sex is yourself. The only person responsible for your for you having sex is you. You know what these motherfuckers gonna do? They're gonna become chronic masturbators. Like you cannot fix the human affliction. There is no fixing it because that's a part of our spiritual journeys. A part of our spiritual journeys is to move through all this shit and to walk through all this shit and be strong in it. And I'm almost thinking, you know, because I was thinking about this. I was just like, can can we trust our intuitions? If the whole world we live in is constantly badgering it with stuff that's not real, no. You just got to make decisions. And you might fail sometimes. You might be in situations you don't like. But guess what? If the only thing that you can control is yourself, you got this shit, bro. Like, if the only thing that you can control is yourself, you got this shit. Like, if it come down to it, I'd much rather me fail because I did what the fuck I wanted to do than me fail because I was listening to somebody else loosely. I'm listening to someone who's scared to put who's scared to say that this works and this is going to work for most people they let they leave everything loose and open to interpretation so if it fails it's on you fuck that shit these niggas not fucking slick they can't get me but anyways besides that we're gonna move on from that because i'm tired of talking about it um my life is going really well it suffices to say um a lot of the human afflictions that i've been going through for the past oof i'm 24 10 years it's come to an end. Um, the low self-esteem, the low confidence, the low self-worth, not knowing my place in the world, trying to force myself to find my place in the world, not going to art school, dropping out, drug addiction, da 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 da, da. not drug addiction, substance abuse, because I, I, I'm realizing now that I was never a drug addict, because I can, st- I can still smoke weed, not smoke weed for two, two three weeks a month, six months. You know, I, I, can, I can still take a drink, not take a drink for a whole year, like, so... I don't have an addictive mind. I have mental illness. Um, or not, I'm not going to say I have mental I experienced mental illness in the past that created that paradigm for myself. But all that stuff is gone. Like, it's just gone. It's dropped away. And I think the reason why I dropped away because I wasn't so hard-pressed to get rid of it. 
I wasn't so hard pressed to please the people around me. I knew that it was something that had to run its course. And I do, I do honestly believe that things have to run their course sometimes. And, um, yeah, you know, my best friend's best friend, Jay, told she, we were talking and she said that. And I thought, you know what? That makes sense. That actually makes sense. Like, I'm open to that. Because I realized the things that I did where I just let shit run its course and I didn't try to fight it, it worked out better, you know? And, you know, that's a point for Taoism. You know, being the water instead of being the rock going down the stream, just be the water going down the stream. But then, too, I think you get into a slippery slope with it because Taoism doesn't express any morals or ethics, right? And um, I don't know how I feel about that because I think I think we've lived in a world long enough like that and, and then we get what we get. But then that goes against the, you know, letting things run their course. So I'm open to the interpretation. At the end of the day, Zara's going to be fine because Zara's in control of Zara's destiny. Zara's in control of Zara's destiny. I'm not in control of my fate. Um... Because I feel like destiny is more like, maybe they are the same thing. I would have to actually look that up and look up the definition. But, you know, the human uh, human language is just another form of manipulation. So does it even matter? All I can say is I, think that, I do think that there are things on this planet that people are going to do, whether subconsciously or consciously, without really, really, really knowing why. They might intellectualize it. But they're not, they're, they're not going to understand why this is something they're drawn to or why this is something they're, they went through. And I believe that, that that's fate. Destiny, to me, is more directional, whereas fate is more stationary. I think that's probably the difference. Like, fate can happen to someone without them following their destiny. So they are different. Okay. They're, they're different. They're different. They're different. They are different. They are different. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I do believe I do believe in destiny, fate. <sighs> okay, I'll say this. I don't know if I believe in. I don't know if I believe in fate then. But it's like it's like if you don't believe in fate, you believe in chance. And I don't know if I believe in that either. I don't, you, to be honest, fate is one of them, like, it's like, it's like a question mark on the box, but then it's like, you burn, you just throw the box away. Like, I don't even give a fuck at this point. I think, you, I think I, I'm at the point now where I use fate when I, cause I have really bad anxiety driving sometimes. And, um, like I haven't been smoking weed. I decided that I wanted to stop smoking hard weed, like hard, like hard tobacco. Like I mean, I got a jewel. I haven't been smoking. I haven't smoked weed in like a week almost just about. Um, and so my nerves, my nerves get a little bad when I quit smoking. Cause when I smoke, I smoke, I smoke every day and it's usually to eat and to go to sleep. It helps me with my anxiety. And I have, I think I got whatever that is where I don't get hungry. Like I've never been, I've never been a um, person to be, uh, always hungry unless I'm high. Um, so I'm going to Seattle next week and, um, yeah, I'm going to Seattle next week, and they have, you know, they have medicinal quality weed because it's, it's, it's open for recreational use. Anyone over 21 can buy. So when I go there, I'm going to make sure I get some, I'm going to get some perfect for sleep, and then I'm going to get some, um, I'm probably going to do edibles too, or some type of uh, tincture. Because once again, I don't want to add any more smoking to my regimen, my regimen, and I think I've always associated smoking weed with recreation, and I want to shift my thinking. So I'm, I don't plan on getting any hard weed unless I get like a pre-roll or two just to um, just to have recreational use. But yeah, 
So, what was I saying? I'm talking about anxiety driving. Okay. Um, yeah, so I figure I found that I have anxiety driving now that I don't smoke because usually I have my, I don't know where the fuck my weed vape pen went. I need to find that bitch because I have a, a full cartridge on there. And then I have, I also have a cartridge in my purse. But to be honest, that cartridge oil is not what I, cause I want C, I'm, I realize I'm, I'm probably going to start doing something with a high, a way higher CBD, um, content like a four-in-one or maybe like a two-in-one or something like that because i don't like the psychoactive effects of weed anymore i don't like the psychoactive effects i realized that um i don't like getting heady i don't like overthinking anymore and that's what i meant by one of my ailments being kind of over like uh, my ailments kind of passing themselves but yeah so I use fate when I'm driving in a car and I'm like feeling like I'm about to die. I'm just like, you know what? If I die in this car, I just die in this car. And there are, bigger, there are better worlds than this one. You know, not saying that's what I want, but it's like, I, I, I mean, what can I do? Am I going to sit, spend my whole life worried about if I'm going to get like, you know, something bad's going to happen to me? I'm just going to live my life and if something bad happens, I move on. It's not the end of the world. It's really just not that life is not that big of a deal. That's what I'm realizing. Life is really not that big of a deal. It's really not. Like, life is not that big of a deal and death is not that big of a deal. Nothing is really finite. Just like nothing is objective. Like, things happen and you got to just move on. And, um, yeah, so it's just like, I don't have any... I just don't have any complaints right now. You know, school is going great. I'm traveling a lot this second. Oh, I'm traveling so much this 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 part this part of the year. Um, yeah, everything is just going really, really, really well, and um, I've let go of astrology for the most part. I've let go of um, tarot reading, like all that shit, because I feel like it's that's me leaving up things that are actually in my control. <laughs> to some higher being and then trying to control things that are not in my control it's kind of an ass backward way of thinking and i also don't like how it's doing me gloomy and, and, and it and it, put, it plants things in your subconscious that probably don't belong there like i honestly believe that a lot of people they self-prophesy like i'm not gonna self-prophesize me having a bad month and i'm not gonna let no some i'm not gonna let some white random some random white bitch or some random black girl pull out no cards or upload no astrology software and just put my birthday in there and then tell me that you know don't go outside what, who who said that? The stars. Why can't they tell me that? Why do they need you to interpret that? Why are human beings got to be interpreting every fucking thing? Why can't we just let shit be the way it is? The stars are just the stars, bro. They're part of the cosmos. These, the star, I don't know. I'm not sure anymore if the stars are a reflection of our personalities. And they're like, cause we all come from a star. We all come from stardust. Okay, so does the rug. It technically does. So, so does the grass. Like, I mean... And do, do we see the trees writing down all these fucking notes about what is going on with the stars? No, them niggas say, okay, it's going to get hot. Let's blossom. It's going to get warm. You know, time to get pregnant. It's going to get cold. Drop the leaves. Like, it's that simple. Just do just do as you go. Feel yourself around. Everything don't got to be intellectualized. And I, and I think that has been the really, that has been the relief that, that that's been a, a major part of the relief that I experience now. It's just like... I would intellectualize my intellectuality. Like, 
I, w- I would overthink my anxiety, which creates more anxiety instead of just saying, you know what? You're having irrational thoughts right now. You're having very irrational thoughts right now. And that's what I do now. I say, you know what? I'm having irrational thoughts right now. The only thing that I can do is just say, you know, they're irrational and move on. I'm not going to sit and be like, why am I having anxiety? Well, what happened? What did I do? What was the trigger war? Just for me to have have anxiety because I don't know the answers. And then I think something's really wrong. That is so self-defeating. Just overthinking in general and trying to, because to be honest with you, it's funny how all those, you know, Stoics and the, the Dows and all those people, talk about you know non-attachment and all that stuff but they had a huge attachment to the idea they had a big enough attachment to the idea to write that shit didn't they so that just that i mean that's oxymoronic that's just oxymoronism or you know oxymoronic at its best but yeah like and then you know people gonna have attachment to the idea but you're telling people not to practice attachment what sense does that make and all this shit is just to scatter us around and confuse us from pursuing things that we love and care about. I'm going to tell you that right now. All this shit is just to get people to focus on building big-ass temples. And I'm not coming down off that horse. I'll die on that fucking hill. I'll die on the hill protecting people from this shit. Protecting people, especially people who are empathic and very sensitive and very caring. We take this shit and run with it and let people walk all over us. It's like the art of war. They saying now the art of war was written by, once again, a white man. And the kid, cause can't nobody find none of these these authors. Can't nobody find that now author. All they can find is a picture of, nigg- of niggas with beards. No, y'all not slick. Y'all not slick. That's an arch- That's an archetype. That's archetype. It is. It's like an archetype that this world has created of like men with beards having wisdom and, and giving us rules. Can't nobody fucking tell me a goddamn thing. A goddamn thing. And since we talking about fate and destiny, maybe that's my fate and destiny to be liberated from this shit. You can't nobody tell me fucking nothing. Zara's going to do what the fuck Zara's going to do. And Zara's going to be a big girl when consequences come down to pikes. Period. And I feel like if after I say that in my mind and keep arguing, keep arguing and fighting, that's deception. That's manipulation. I felt I, I I pulled my brain's card on that really quickly. If after I tell you that I'm not taking your advice and you and you try to you try to um shame me or scare me into taking your advice, you're manipulating me. And at that point I know your motive's not pure. So I'm really gonna do whatever the fuck I want now. So it's like just, you know, get in line. Get in line. But yeah, so this is going to, I'm going to have to actually end this one now. And then I'm going to make another one because I don't know what I want to talk about specifically. I actually just want to kind of manifest things into my life. And I feel like if I talk about it on the podcast, then it will manifest because people will hear it, they'll listen, and hopefully they'll support me. And, I, and I'm and i sending my thoughts and I'm sending my prayers to your manifestation team, spirit guide, whatever whatever you believe in, I'm sending prayers up for you. And I hope that it all works out. So I'm going to end this one now, but I'm going to, I'll probably post two today. And you know, I'm going to try to challenge myself to at least post one a day just because I want to challenge myself to create or to talk or to express myself daily in an uninhibited way um because oftentimes we can't do that without judgment and i want to i want it to be a a judgment-free zone and that's probably what i end up calling the podcast is judgment-free zone 
Um, because I want to make a, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about stuff I ain't did yet. Cause motherfuckers is grimy. And I, and one thing I will say is I don't practice non-detachment when it comes to you getting your ass whooped. So that's one. 